0: Welcome to Confessions of an Agile Activist, Practical Advice from an Agile Practitioner. Welcome to the second episode of Confessions of an Agile Activist. This is also the second part in my three-part series on selling agile, based on a presentation I gave to the Polish Agile Users Group last September. The first episode offered ideas for selling the concept of agile development to project managers. This episode addresses questions and concerns that software salespeople may have about how to sell agile software development services to their prospects. It's not easy to sell an intangible. Selling software services is particularly difficult. Software is intangible and the service is intangible. It's selling an intangible product to create an invisible product. Traditionally, software salespeople are forced to learn what the client thinks software ought to be first and then sell them that. A more direct way of saying the same thing is that most software salespeople are well represented by Dilbert's marketing department, promise them anything to get the contract, and then let it become engineering's problem. I don't think that leads to good client relationships, and it's not how I want to sell my services. The trouble is that most good salespeople don't understand software development, and most good developers aren't good salespeople. So the discussion gets technical, and the salesperson reverts to covering their ignorance by saying, yes, sure, it'll do that, too. Selling agile software development services is more like selling an experience. And that's more tangible and a far easier sell, in my opinion. At the core of the problem is the fact that most software sucks. From your browser to your word processor, your software probably sucks. It's full of bugs, it crashes, you lose data, your computer hangs, it's bloated. I know I've probably just angered some Firefox, Linux, and Mac folks, and I'll admit that if you've learned to comfortably run Firefox and OpenOffice on a Linux box, you're dealing with better software than the vast majority of humanity is. But it's still bloated, still buggy, and still full of security holes. While everyone has their preferences about software, as in politics, you're still dealing with the lesser of the evils. And this is with top-quality commercial software that's years or decades in development with top-notch development teams and thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of hours of testing. For the average startup with a good idea or a small company seeking a custom tool, sucky software seems inevitable. So what do they do? They put it out to bid, thinking that if the software is going to suck anyway, they might as well find the cheapest supplier. So this is what your sales team is up against. Is it any wonder that software sales is a rough life? Add to that that the fact that most software salespeople are not programmers or project managers. They are usually not equipped to sell technical excellence, even if the client was able to appreciate it. So what do they sell? They sell features and promises. Yeah, it'll do that, and that too. <laughs> Whatever you need, it'll do it. And, and it'll be done fast, real fast. Oh, that fast? <laughs> sure, sure, okay. Just sign here. The contract is signed, the commission is paid, and the promises become engineering's problem. Now, in the next episode, I'll get into the specifics of how agile practices create better software and exactly what the sales team needs to know in order to sell agile to your clients. It might not seem the most logical order of the presentations, but I like to save the best for last. What I want to get across here is that salespeople can find themselves empowered when supporting an agile team in two principal ways. One, The process and rewards are a clear and easy sell that don't require a CS degree to understand. Customer involvement, regular demos, the ability to adapt and change direction, working software instead of reams of documentation, simple daily reporting. These things are no-brainers. They give control to the customer, and the customer likes that. That's the first exciting thing about selling agile software development services. The sales teams can really understand and get excited about selling the experience of being an agile customer. The second exciting thing is that in most companies, the salesperson depends on the engineering team to keep her promises in order to keep the client happy and earn repeat business. I have never yet experienced a development process that so consistently delighted customers as agile processors. They empower and involve customers so that even in the face of inevitable risk and uncertainty, the client becomes part of the solution, sharing responsibility for overcoming challenges instead of just complaining about missed deadlines, shot budgets, and being reduced through an externally enforced ignorance to a role consisting mostly of volume-based motivation and fingerprint pointing. In my next episode, You'll learn how I have sold agile development services to customers ranging from self-funded startups for whom cost is everything, to large corporate clients and even the United Nations. I encourage software salespeople to tune in next week. I'll do my best to show how easy it is to sell the experience of being an agile customer. I welcome your comments and feedback. I enjoyed the responses to my first episode and I thank you for taking issues with my blunders. For the record, the saying that a man cannot step in the same river twice is properly attributed to Heraclitus, or Heraclitus, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, who died almost 400 years before Caesar was born. Sorry for that slip, but the point still holds. Keep the comments coming to Activist at paulclip.com. That's agileactivist, with no punctuation, at paulclip.com or leave a comment on my website at agileactivist.com. Till next week, keep it limber.